Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 68. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, May 9th, 2019. Uh, You can visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or get in contact or leave any sort of feedback. So yeah, it's always appreciated. Uh, Again, that's at pixelswim.com. Uh, Just a quick note about the episode last week is that I was not really that descriptive in the title or the description of the episode because I did not want my wife to see (laughs) what the topic was about. So if it uh, was kind of vague with uh, the title of the episode and the description, uh, that's why, because I know she sees at, at the very least, she'll see the title and the description of it. So I just didn't want her to know that I had gotten her that Fitbit. So just a little disclaimer explanation of why I uh, titled it that way. So anyway, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. So thank you. Uh, got a, quite a bit of feedback after the last episode, starting with Frank Neathart on MeWe. He says, hi, I have the Amazfit BIP as well. So I mentioned this last week. Uh, he says it's better than the Xiaomi band and has a real notifications and GPS built in. It shares the same app. So he says, uh, Stu's Reviews is someone on YouTube that talks in length about them. I recommend his videos. So I'm going to have to check those out. Uh, and he also says uh, he guesses the <laughs> the Fitbit is more present worthy. So uh, thanks, Frank, for reaching out. I'm going to definitely check out Stu's reviews on YouTube. I feel like I may have come across those in the past, but I'm going to have to relook into that because I am still kind of looking at a smartwatch or a fitness tracker. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But thanks, Frank, for the feedback there. And then thanks to Kyle Helms, who reached out via Twitter. Uh, He says, great pod. Glad you figured out the storage issue on your phone. Because of you, I may get one of those smartwatches you talked about. The Amazfit looks good to me. Uh, He says he enjoyed the Microsoft Band when he had one. Too bad they don't make them anymore. Yeah, so uh, again, I talked about the Amazfit BIP. And clearly, (laughs) that's a... It's a pretty good deal for a smartwatch. Uh, Frank says he has has one and loves it. And then Kyle says he's looking into it now. But yeah, I remember the Microsoft Band coming out and really wanting one at the time, especially because I was in Windows Phone uh, as my main device for many devices around that time. And I just never really could afford it at the time. I remember specifically seeing them advertise the golf features of the, the band and really, it kind of <laughs> intrigued me and it really, I really wanted one of those back then. But uh, yeah, it is too bad that those aren't around anymore. I like the design of them, how they kind of matched up with Windows Phone and uh, it just would have been a nice pairing. But uh, alas, I never partook in them. So thanks, Kyle, for reaching out. And then I had a few comments on the show notes page at pixelswim.com in the discuss, discuss comments section, uh, starting with Keith Bartlett, who said great show podcast addict is my podcast player of choice the first time i used it was when i was using a nokia x nokia's first endeavor with android without google services i rooted that phone to get google services and the phone was then rubbish the launcher and microsoft services worked fine by then nokia the nokia reset tool was no longer working as ms had switched off the servers so it couldn't put the phone back to the original firmware Uh, He says, referring to the Nokia 8110 4G, there's still no update in the UK, so there's no WhatsApp or Facebook. He can't wait to try and see 
how those things when they come do impact the phone's performance. So yeah, uh, he talks about uh, Podcast Addict, which of course is my favorite podcast player on Android. And he also talks about the Nokia X, which I, I compl- hadn't completely forgotten about. But uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy when that phone came out because I, I remember thinking it was really a strange sort of in-between device. It wasn't exactly what I thought an Android, a Nokia Android was going to be like. Uh, they clearly had stripped out the interface and and kind of done their own thing with it. But yeah, it, it's kind of it was a, I think it was a little too, too late at that point for them to kind of go into the Android world. But yeah, it, it took obviously it's taken years for them to come back under new ownership to finally do the right sort of Nokia with Android. So and yeah, I, I think I misreported last week, too, that the 8110 had WhatsApp on it in Europe or in the UK. And I guess that's not the case. So thanks for the fact correction there, Keith. And thanks for the feedback. And then also Mike Latore reached out just to congratulate my wife on her graduation. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a big relief to both of us. So I appreciate the, the kind words there. And then lastly, on the comments page, Guillermo Ortiz reached out. Uh, he was mentioning that uh, he thought that I was saying that the Mi, the Mi Band, the Xiaomi Mi Band, was a knockoff of the Fitbit. And that's, yeah, that's not what I was uh, trying to say last episode. I can see how it would be confusing. Um, I was actually referring to an episode in the past that I had talked about wanting to order the Mi Bands, uh, actually wanting them and getting a knockoff of the Mi Band. So that, yeah, that's uh, just to clear things up. That's what I was talking about then. So I'm actually a big fan of what Xiaomi is doing in all their products. I know that they offer quite a bit uh, different things in the electronics world. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I wish I could <laughs> they had more access to legitimate sources here in the U.S. So yeah, thanks, Guillermo, for reaching out. And yeah, I think that's all the feedback for this week. So thank you, everybody, again, for uh, the, the feedback. And if you want to leave some, you can go to Pixelswim.com and reach out any any way you like. So uh, moving on in the notes here, just a quick note that I, <laughs> again, I botched my Microsoft Rewards daily streak. I was back up to 45 days in a row, and somehow yesterday I forgot to do it. Uh, I forgot to partake in the daily activities, and my streak is now back to zero. So I went 60 days, missed a day, and now 45 days in a row and missed a day. So I think it's time to set a daily reminder to make sure that I I check that off my list for the day. And so we'll see. Oh, it's kind of disheartening because, like I said, I was back up to 45 days in a row. But well, I shall live. I still have a bunch of points just sitting there in there that I need to redeem. So it's not a big deal, obviously. But it's, uh, you know, when you're trying and it all it takes is one day to miss and you're set back to zero, it's kind of a, you know, it's like playing a video game. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> Either way, let's uh, move on in the notes here again. So there has been another delay on that Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker that I ordered. I've talked about in the past so that I ordered last year now. And so it's been, you know, many months. But I guess they were having some more issues painting their parts or something. Uh, they sent out another update email via Indiegogo. And so there's I think it's being delayed uh, yet another week. Uh, So who knows when I'll actually see that come in. But uh, and I said it in the past, not a big deal. So we'll we'll see 
and report back on that when it actually comes in. But I'll just keep uh, reporting back on all the updates that they keep sending. Uh, it seems like once a month now they're just sending disappointing news, but it is what it is. That's what you get with crowdfunding. But all right, so let's move now into the LGG6 weekly report. So yeah, again, this uh, the section to keep me keep me using that LGG6. Um, this first bullet point that I have here, the first note is not helping with with that fact is that it seems like with every update of Google Maps on the LG G6, you know, their regular app updates, uh, it just keeps getting slower. It's slower to use on the G6 with its uh, Snapdragon 821 processor. Now it's I guess it's getting a little long in the tooth, but it just it's kind of frustrating that Google Maps is just I, I don't know why they have to program it to be so heavy. The full version, I guess I'm, I should probably start using the the Go version, which I think it, it just is based off of Chrome and it will, you know, it's like a PWA app. So maybe that's uh, I should start looking into that, especially since I don't have maps tracking any of my location stuff. So I turned off all those settings. So basically it doesn't save anything. Anyway, but yeah, maybe it's time to start looking at using Go Maps on a flagship phone from 2017. So that's it almost kind of feels like Google uses maps to uh, kind of frustrate people with older devices. But that's totally a conspiracy, but maybe not. But either way, uh, also in the G6 weekly report is that I picked up some black JVC uh, gummy earbuds. So I think I mentioned in the past that I had some they're called skull candy ear earbuds just basic wired earbuds for the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack and uh, the free ones that i had that were skull candy were not super great and so basically my wife was trying to order some things on walmart.com and she you know was a few dollars away from getting the free shipping uh, much much like amazon does as well in the u.s if you're not a prime member and so I thought, uh, and I had looked at these these earbuds in the past, so they were about $8. So I figured, you know, she could add those on and get the free shipping and I could try out these earbuds. And they, yeah, they sound really great. Uh, the model number on them is HAF160B. I think the B is because they're black color and they come in a bunch of different colors as well. I'll put a link in the show notes to these, but they have a little bit of bass boost in them. They're just basic earbuds. They're not in-ear necessarily. Like if, I don't know how to describe the style, they just kind of rest. They're just regular earbuds. If you think of like the original Apple earbuds that they, they used to advertise, it's much like that. But there's actually a little bit of a, I don't know how to describe it, a little bit of a crevice slash bulge coming out and the the front of the the ear pad part if i uh, take a look <laughs> on in the show notes for the link to those and you'll see what i mean but uh yeah they're really comfortable they've got a nice soft rubber feel and i've always kind of liked this style of earbud so these are much better than those free ones that i had so i was happy to to upgrade to these and and, and they sound really great so but other than that, I think that's it for the LG G6 weekly report. All right, so just a quick update here on my Plex server situation, as I've kind of been doing every week since I started doing it. Um, I actually taken a little bit of a break from ripping DVDs right now. Uh, I think I got a little bit burnt out, so I figured I'll take a little break and then get back into it at some point in the near future. But 
you know, just, uh, yeah, like I said, I've ripped a lot of DVDs, a lot of TV shows. Uh, well, not a lot of TV shows. I'm still in the middle of ripping the, I'm not in the middle, but I'm almost done ripping the office. I think I'm going into the last couple seasons now. So, but it was just getting a little bit too much and there was a lot going on recently. So I figured, you know, just, we'll just leave it for now and not worry about ripping the rest of them. It's not, not any huge hurry. So I don't want to burn myself out and hate the thing. So, but yeah, that's just a quick update on where I am with that. I don't even have the laptop on. Everything's just kind of off and not really uh, using it at the moment. So yeah, that's a quick update on that. All right. So last week, of course, a big part of the show was talking about getting my wife that Fitbit Inspire HR. And so I wanted to give an update on that. And of course, this last Monday, my wife graduated. So huge congratulations. I'm so proud of her for for getting through the past many years to to get to this point. It was really a great, great day. So uh, congratulations to her. And yeah, so after the graduation, we went out to dinner with her parents. And then we uh, just kind of finished, you know, late in the day, well, eight o'clock or so. Uh, and then I decided to give her her gift of the Fitbit. So I did give it to her. And she was generally uh, generally, genuinely surprised and willing to try it out. And this is even after uh, we had those uh, knockoff me bands that I talked about. Uh, so I was kind of happy that she was still willing to try out a fitness band. And it's kind of funny because she said she's actually been thinking about uh, how many steps she's actually been taking during the day because at her current internship, hopefully job soon will uh, she's been you know running around uh, the different buildings at this company quite a bit. So she's been curious about how many steps she's actually taking. So now she can keep track of those with this Fitbit. So uh, yeah, I was ha happy to hear that. And it was kind of, I think she was, like I said, surprised that I would come out with this uh, gift of the Fitbit. But um, I think really, though, ultimately, what sold it was the rose gold band that I got with it, the official Fitbit ro rose gold band. Uh, I think it really I'm, I'm glad that I picked that up as well. It just kind of made it a little bit easier for her to wear it in a professional environment, you know, and she's not a huge fan of just black on black things, you know, that came with a large and a small black band, just a kind of a soft rubber. So this go rose gold band kind of made it made it a little bit more professional and something that was uh a little more her speed as far as style goes, uh, because she I, I, and I actually kind of thought when I was getting that rose gold band that 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 this would be the case because uh, she has a collection of Casio digital watches. Uh, if you if you know what a Casio digital watch looks like, she's got a, a bunch of those uh, by a bunch. I mean, like like four or five of them that she wears in different styles and sizes and stuff like that. So. I knew that uh, she, you know, she likes a little variation in her watch. So we'll probably pick up some other bands for this uh, Fitbit for her just to so she can swap them in and out. And it'll be a little bit better for her to to, you know, match up with what she's wearing and that kind of thing. So uh, although she did say that she may just wear the Fitbit and the Casio watch. <laughs> so we're both kind of big nerds. So I that. Don't I wouldn't put it past her to do that. But either way, I'm, I was happy that she is wearing it. So she yeah, she's been wearing it the last few days and keeping track of everything, her steps, her heartbeat and resting heartbeat and all that stuff and connected easily enough with the app, uh, which brings me to the fact that I did get it all set up 
pretty much right after she opened it and just got the Fitbit app installed on her phone. And I charged up the Fitbit, which didn't really take very long, which was nice. And I connected the watch and the app and it's all good to go. Uh, set up her Fitbit, you know, account. And yeah, everything syncs very easily between them. Uh, with that said, I don't I'm not a huge fan of the charging cable uh, and the way that it, it charges. Uh, the one good thing about the charger, because it comes with a proprietary charger. Uh, it, the one good thing about it is that it is magnetic which is nice. But like I said, it's proprietary. So you have to have that specific cable uh, to charge it, uh, which isn't a big deal, obviously, because it uh, probably won't need to be charged except for every five days or so. But the when I was charging it initially, uh, it was falling off of the charger <laughs> kind of easily You kind of have to set the watch on its side and, and connect the magnetic uh, cable to the back of it. Uh, it's not not super strong magnet, so it's easy to accidentally knock it off or shift it out of place, uh, which isn't super fun. I kind of wish it had been uh, they had in, in, in integrated a USB-C or micro USB even uh, would have made it a lot more versatile and a lot more physically stable as far as keeping it charging. Uh, I understand, you know, you can understand why they did this because uh, it just connects this charger to a couple pins on the the underside of the watch but uh, yeah it's not the most convenient charger in the world like if it was more magnetic and it didn't fall off like uh, i feel like i was picking it up with the wire connected to the watch and it was easy to just shake it a little bit and the thing would fall off or shift out of place that kind of thing so uh, i wish it had a port on it where you could plug in a physical cable and make it a little bit more stable so but overall, I think she's been pretty happy with it so far. We'll see. Uh, I think it's one of those things where it's going to take, you know, a little bit of data. I'm going to have to fill in some data over time and see how that works out. And we've both been, you know, trying to get back into shape a little bit. And now that that school's over and hopefully these will kind of help and keep us accountable and kind of give us some data as to how our, our resting heart rate is and and things like that as we kind of try and get back into shape. I think, you know, the last few months it's been, you know, rough to get through. So we just, you know, kind of, I don't want to say we let ourselves go, but, you know, we didn't, weren't making huge efforts to, to exercise or anything like that. So, and then of course, with all that said, and the last bit of my notes here is that I am still looking uh, at getting a smartwatch or a fitness tracker. So, uh, obviously, the difference between the two is the fitness tracker is mostly for just track, you know, it has all the sensors on your wrist to to track, you know, your heart rate, your steps, you, that kind of thing, and doesn't offer much functionality as far as connecting with the phone itself. Uh, it, I know the the Fitbit Inspire does it does offer notifications for you know text messages and emails and and calendar events uh, on the watch uh, there's no actionable items on the watch where you can't respond or anything like that but you can uh, get notifications on it which is more than some fitness trackers i know in the past although uh, i think a lot of them are kind of going that route now anyway but uh smartwatch i'm not sure if i want that or not either just because i don't necessarily want another little screen that I'm constantly checking and is constantly buzzing. And I know you can set the notifications to minimal settings, you know, so you don't get as many, but I don't necessarily want uh, want that to be a distraction 
you know, the other things that the watch can do. I don't necessarily want something that's too over featured. I don't know. <laughs> Although and then at the same time, I kind of do because I think that I would like something where I can play and pause my music, you know, that's playing through the phone. Uh, you know, some uh, fitness watches or smart watches offer, you know, the you can store music on the watch itself, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so with that, with all, with all that said, I'm still looking at that Amazfit BIP watch, uh, that is a smart watch. So, but it's probably got the best battery life of all the ones that I've seen had 30 days of battery life. So, and I imagine I'd probably get that much out of it because I don't see myself constantly using it, checking it, that kind of thing. That's, you know, it's an amazing value for that Amazfit and it's hard to to pass it up. And they actually have a few other uh, smartwatches and fitness trackers that kind of line up a lot with the uh, Fitbit brand. So you kind of have something at each level as well. But with that said, too, I've been looking at the Fitbit watches. I, I have looked at potentially just getting that Inspire HR, which is the one I got my wife. It's nice and small. It's more of a bracelet type type setup. And, you know, it's simple and you just have the time and then you can swipe through all of your your stats on there as well. And yeah, so there's potential that I would get that. And, it's you know, it's on, it's on the lower end of the Fitbit, the Fitbit spectrum. Uh, I've also looked at the Charge 3. Uh, with the Fitbit Charge 3, which is, from what I found, is just a bigger version of the Inspire. Uh, it has a bigger battery, bigger screen, bigger watch band, and it's just a little bit bigger overall. I don't I don't think that it offers any extra features on it, uh, other than the fact that everything is just bigger. And yeah, so that would be just, really, it's, uh, you know, for right now, it's on sale for 119 I think the Fitbit is 99 so it's uh, actually not too big of a difference with that. But that would be if I wanted kind of minimal, just fitness tracking stuff on my wrist. <laughs> so and, and I actually looked at uh, Fitbit offers the Versa is their smartwatch. So that's kind of the top of their their line as far as watches go. And it offers lots of smartwatch features. And that's one that I saw that you can actually store music on it. Or if you have a Pandora subscription, which I do, it will download your top stations directly onto the watch. Right now, my Pandora app stores all those stations, you know, the top four stations on the phone. So it would be kind of interesting to have it on the watch. But I don't know. Here's the thing, too, is that kind of have this idea and I'm not sure if it's true. So anybody with a smartwatch or uses a smartwatch can let me know if you actually use your phone a lot more less uh, because of the fact that you have a smartwatch. Uh, you know, you can quick more quickly check notifications, you can more quickly access music uh, without opening the device and without getting distracted by all the other apps on your phone. So I am I kind of have the idea that this might be the case for me, that it would actually help me to use my phone less and that I could check messages and and notifications much more quickly on the watch and be done with them uh, because I can't really do much of anything. And any important ones, I would actually then pull out the phone. But instead of checking the phone constantly and opening it up and opening apps and doing different things, I could actually kind of get on with my day and be less distracted. But again, that's if you have notifications turned on, it could be one of those things where I don't 
or where I do get distracted more because I have the watch. But uh, if anybody can let me know their use case with the smartwatch and kind of how it has affected their the use of their main smartphone, they have it connected to. So, yeah, any feedback would be I'd be grateful for that. So I uh, actually and I think I mentioned this last time that I was been I was looking at uh, Pebble watches, even though Pebble is no longer in existence. Technically, I think Fitbit bought Pebble, so there's no more Pebble watches. But those have always been intriguing to me because of their like e-ink display, I think is is what they were originally using. Am I wrong about that? Either way, they just seem to make a lot more sense to me as far as uh, as watches go, smart watches and, and trackers. So I've been looking at the Pebble Time 2 plus the heart plus heart rate, which you can get for about 75 bucks on eBay these days refurbished. And that would help uh, allow me to connect up to that Golf GPS app that I was I think I mentioned it last time that I'd like to to hook it up to because it does offer Pebble support in the settings. Again, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, there are ways to hook your an old Pebble watch up to an Android device because there is no official Pebble support anymore. But there is a project called Rebel who basically has kind of taken it under their wing and made it so you can still use your Pebble to, uh, watch uh, on on an Android or an iOS device so you can connect up the two and use them because I think it's still a vital thing to have that connection between the two, the phone and the watch. So uh, it's it's not completely out of the realm to get a Pebble watch these days. Obviously, there's a little bit more working around things because it isn't officially supported anymore, but it's definitely intriguing for me, uh, especially with that uh, to see if it would work with the the Golf GPS or Yardage app that I use. So but yeah, so I'm still kind of researching that. Anybody who has any sort of uh, a good experience with a, with a smartwatch or a fitness tracker, I know Frank, again, in the feedback, said he had that Amaze Fit, which I, again, <laughs> it might be at the top of my list right now, but I'm not sure yet uh, how far I want to go as far as fitness tracking versus smartwatch. So yeah, just let me know anybody in uh, in the show notes on it at pixelswim.com or you can email me, steve at pixelswim.com or... Uh, you can find all this, the my social links on there as well. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. All right. In an effort to kind of provide a, more links, because I haven't been doing that a lot lately. I did last episode, but found a couple of interesting links to share. Uh, the first one is on fastcompany.com. I think I shared a link from them last week. I could be wrong. But it is called How Facebook is Designing for an Incoming Avalanche of Dead Users. And the subhead is a new study finds that by 2050, the dead will outnumber the living on Facebook. Here's how the company is designing user experiences to face the billions of dead users to come. Uh, yeah, that uh, clearly the uh, the headline was pretty intriguing there uh, because it, people die and their Facebook profiles are left behind. And this article goes through a lot of kind of how Facebook handles all of those things. And it says based on projections of Facebook's numbers, number of users growing 13% every year, uh, this Oxford in Internet Institute calculates that by 2100, there could be more than 4.9 billion dead profiles on the platform. So basically people who have died and still have a Facebook <laughs> account set up. And so it's a really interesting read uh, because of it's kind of an, an interesting dilemma uh, and, and the fact that this is a private company that owns all of this data of these dead people, people who have died and kind of how they handle that now 
and you know kind of looking looking at how they should handle it potentially in the future um yeah take a take a look in the show notes for that link take a read through that it's kind of an interesting idea and something you know obviously as as we move on as a society and we put more and more out there uh, especially on facebook uh, kind of what's the moral dilemma of of letting a private company have all this data and what they're going to do with it after you die <laughs> that kind of thing so yeah fascinating but uh the second link that i want to share is to a, a website called imperialstyleguide.com and this goes out to all the the star wars fans out there it's basically kind of a graphic design style guide for the empire so uh, take a look through that link it, it does work on mobile as well but basically it goes over all of the the logo the colors the typography the voice and the tone of how to use all of the graphic elements for the imperial style guide and i think it's kind of written in a way that uh basically if you're part of the empire of how you should be using these things so i'll just read the introduction real quick it says welcome to the imperial style guide this resource was created to facilitate consistency in our communications throughout all sectors in an emphasis on clear and direct conveyance of our mission to uphold order in the galaxy through constant exploration of new technologies and ideology that fear of force as is as if not more effective as the force itself so yeah again that's at imperialstyleguide.com if you want to check that out again the link in the show notes for that i just thought that was kind of <laughs> funny little page and obviously uh this is made by n clud I think that's how you pronounce it. But people, you know, I think people make these types of pages to kind of drive traffic to their main site. But it's very well done and very uh, kind of fun to read through. So, all right. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, so I'll wrap things up here and just say thanks for tuning into episode 68 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Uh, you can visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and all the links that I mentioned in today's episode and to leave feedback and all that stuff. I know I say that a million times, but <laughs> I love getting feedback. So positive or negative uh, either way. But uh, thanks for tuning in again. And we'll be back hopefully next week to add another episode, episode 69. Cough. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, have a great afternoon or evening or morning or breakfast or brunch or dinner or liner or or, or brinner or fourth meal again, <laughs> whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>